This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Previously on Of Mice and Men and Monsters. Having been part of a group before, having been part of plans with leadership, it didn't go well. I saw abuse, I saw infighting, I saw manipulation, and I want no part in another group. There is something called a book of lore. We're trying to search for it and find some kind of a map. Charlie! What are you doing, Izira? What are you still looking like that? The tips of your fingers are starting to turn magenta. You see Faria feebly hand this scrap of paper over to Dantes, who opens it. Frailty, thy name is Mercedes. All four of us are holding the orb in our hand. The former count of this prison is trapped inside of it. It's not okay. Why? No. Why is it we not okay? We need to kill her. There is a room in the back, a circle. You can use that to transport yourselves. And these people that I have been working with, you need to stop them. She releases one last sigh and then disappears into ash as he holds her. What's uh, what's Edmund doing? Is it, is, is it like is this like has some time passed? So it's not just like we're not just twiddling our it's fingers. Been a few minutes. And, it's okay. been a few minutes. So Edmund is still in that same spot with the <laughs> pile of ash. Still, mm. um, he he's also uh, looking pretty bad. He's he's looking pretty bad, you guys. And then yeah, you you notice in the kind of like the opposite corner di- diagonally, the other corner of the room. Um, Valentine has revived Charlie, who's uh, just starting to sit up, and Crusoe is kind of hovering protectively over them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think Bertram would leave. He knows from experience about grieving and needing space for that, so I think he would leave Edmund there with his thoughts and to kind of like be in that moment. And I think he would join Awen, who's walked away. And I'm assuming maybe Awen walked over by uh, the other people who were, who were like uh, over with Charlie, who's waking up, and Valentine. I don't want to tell you where you are, Awen. Do you think you're kind of over there with like the step to the side, or do you, are you off on your own? I think Awen went towards that circle. He, he, heard, uh, he, heard, he's, he heard Mercedes talking about that circle to transport out, and so he's walking towards that, I think. Okay, so you have to, so you're, you're kind of going along that back wall behind the banquet table. And as far as you can tell, it's, it's a stone wall. And so I'm going to have you make an investigation check for me. Yeah. It's a 15. Yeah, you notice just uh, four stones on the, on the wall 
each hold a spiral pattern. Um, and so they also kind of are a little bit more recessed than the others. Okay. They hold a spiral pattern? Yeah. This is the circle she was talking about, or this is just a different thing on the wall? You just notice. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Four of the stones on the wall are a little bit more indented, and they have a spiral pattern marked Awen into them. Pu- Awen probably just pushes, pushes on them as he's like walking okay. by. They slowly slide in, and a portion of the wall slides back, revealing a secret entrance into a side room. Awen looks back at the group and says, Hey, there's some kind of room over here. We better check it out. Bertram would notice that and say, One second, be right, be right there. And he would walk over to Penelope. Where, where are you? Um, I was going to say, before all this happens, when you first walk away, Penny is standing by Edmund. Penny goes into her bag and grabs her Kyotum ointment and then just walks very quietly up to Edmund and hands it to him and says, maybe this will help a little, but take the time you need and then would then follow Bertram. So Penny is kind of following and standing near Bertram. Yeah, then I think we're then Penelope and Bertram are, are by closer to Charlie and Valentine. Um, maybe this is happening kind of all the while while Awen's kind of looking at the wall before he opens it, kind of happening concurrently. Yeah, so Charlie is, is sitting up by now, and although weekend, uh, the young man's brain instantly responds to the idea that haunts all prisoners liberty. And so seeing that he is not only still alive, but seems to be surrounded by people who were going to break him out. It kind of revives him a bit. And so he quickly stands up, but then kind of like stumbles back because he's still weak. And so Valentine laughingly like braces him, kind of like you would do like with a toddler when they get up too fast and you're like, all right, calm down, calm down. Uh, and seeing you again, Zero, his, his face just breaks out into this recognizable grin that you saw so many times just large and toothy in your memories you remember it's usually like with bits and pieces of like the food that he's like smiling and chomping around and talking with too much in there oi zero you made it penny just sighs and said i liked him when he was knocked out more (laughs) knew we'd start talking but she says that just so bertram can hear she's not that mean he said he says hey zero? Yes. Yeah, I, I guess Bertram kind of half hears that and again probably chalks it up just as some kind of like nickname. Doesn't doesn't really think anything of it. I think Bertram uh seeing the way that Penelope was handling herself and the way that she really stood up and talked to Awen and even the way that he oversaw him her with Edmund, I think there's just as as much as he may not want to admit it, some admiration for sure, uh, growing in in his like eyes for Penelope, and he would pull at, he would reach into his pa- uh, pack and pull out the the orb that has the, that's supposed to have the count in it, and would extend it towards Penelope, and as he basically chokes on his own words, says, "Well." Leader, what do you want to do with this? Ooh. <laughs> oh. 
I, I wish Penny would respond really cool and just like smile and say thank you. But Penny's clearly thrilled at this. She can't really hide it, which probably makes it worse for Bertram at just how like open mouth smiles she's, she is. Just like, <gasps> hide that smirk. All right. All right. Let's not make a big thing about this. <sighs> um, so to pause, remind me, the count is in the orb. He's just captured and then he's stuck. Yeah. He's, Great. He's in there. I don't think we exactly right. know, which is kind of like, what do you want to do with this? Great. Do we just Penny, smash it on the ground? <laughs> you know, Penny, Penny just takes it um, and says, this is something fun to, for Pip to play with until we get back to the island or wherever. And then we'll let Robin and them sort this out. I, I don't think the prison needs someone in charge for a little bit. And then she just pops it into her bag. Penny has a habit of collecting small men in jars. I was just going to say. Yeah, where's my other little man? I thought of that mid-fight, and I was like, this isn't the time. Where's he my other little man? Butterfly. I, I think he's still with you. Or did he, he, bur- he burst in the door right now. She's like, uh, 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 I just can't you, remember where I put him. Or you, you, see him you see him actually like uh, just flying on one of the butterflies uh, in the, through the glass ceiling. <laughs> uh, just escaping. Just go, hi. <laughs> That's probably the that's probably for the best. I don't need like tiny little men in my pocket. I already have Pip, but still. Um, but yeah, Penny takes the orb, sticks it in her bag, and just sort of smiles and nods at Bertram. Like, thank you. I am so, in charge. So, okay, again, gently with with admiration, <laughs> uh, or not with admiration. I can't remember the word I'm looking for. Is grace? Uh, yeah, with with lead with grace. Lead with grace. <laughs> So who is your, your, your friend here? What, what, what are we doing with, with him? Uh, Penny just like immediately just like head in hand, like just rubbing her eyes. <sighs> Another male suitor. As she rubs her eyes, Bertram, can you uh, do a perception check for me? Twelve. You notice that her hands are like tied with like leather straps um and and you notice like a, a fuchsia color peeing out in between did oh, i'm sorry are you bleeding do you did you have to wrap that around do you have a wound right now do we need to heal you penny just like immediately like throws it behind her back um and just um is so ignoring it am- won't make it go away penelope <laughs> the- Overwhelmed by the amount of personal questions just coming at her. Her least favorite thing. I thought she was something, but now I'm like, she's an Enneagram 5. She, the, she hates the personal questions. Um, <laughs> Penny basically looks Bertram in the eye and says, you've asked a lot of questions. Choose which one you want an answer to right now. Uh, well, I, I suppose we can heal you later. Your friends, are, are, they, are they coming with us? Are they, are they staying here? Who, who are they? I, ugh, Charlie, I imagine he's coming with us. I can't, ooh, he's harmless. Like, what could he have done to get him in here, right? I just don't trust any of the leadership since Mercedes has been in charge. Charlie and I know each other from my previous life. Um, we, worked to, we worked together. Yeah, yeah, we worked together. And so he knows me from that line of, line of work. And I will leave it at that. Um, he's fine. Charlie's fine. I'm fine. We're all fine. Charlie, so, uh, uh, Charlie, are you are you fine, Charlie? I'm okay. See, Charlie is fine. You were almost eaten by a death kiss in a hundred butterflies earlier. You, you're sure you're all right? 
Well, I don't remember the butterflies, but I do remember that bloke with all the mouths on it. <laughs> yep. Yep, just like you, Charlie. All right. I thought Great. my accent was offensive. <laughs> she is. Very- I, I'm offending people all over the world right now, especially because it's all over the place. She's really nailing the Dick Van Dyke British exactly. accent in a way. Yes. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> well, are you but- are you staying or are you going? It seems like Awen found a way for us to go out. Whatever whatever Mercedes was telling you, Penelope. Um. I guess we better we better be going on on our way, and we can figure uh, it out as we leave this treacherous place. Oh, yeah, right, Charlie, come with come with us. Follow follow me, and she just rolls her eyes and sort of stomps off uh, after a win. And yeah, I guess as we as we all kind of go and go with with after a win, I think I would just kind of just turn just turn back and say, Edmund, are, are you coming? Yes, this this place has nothing for me. My job and my place is with you guys. Of course. And he he laboriously just like rises um, and follows after, only sparing one glance backward. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. Hey guys, it's me, Kate, your master teacher. And I'm here around the halfway point to tell you first, thank you so much for listening. We're so excited you're here. Also, as this is the very last episode in our Count of Monte Cristo adventure, and yes, the longest adventure so far, longest book I've had to read for this series so far, Uh, We would love to hear from you as well, either through Gmail or on Twitter, what your suggestions are for future books, plays, short stories, or even poetry that we can use as long as it is in public domain uh, that we can apply to our own characters. Maybe good ideas for backstories for Awen, Penny, or Bertram. Either way, we really appreciate whenever you just reach out to say hey and give us feedback, and so we're always keeping our eyes and ears peeled for that. Secondly, I would like to invite you to leave us a rating and review, especially on Apple Podcasts. By doing so, you are helping us out greatly, and it only takes a few seconds to do so. By clicking how many stars you like, leaving a few sentences, It actually pushes us forward and out to more and more potential listeners who could join you in listening to this adventure as it unfolds. Okay, so that's enough of me. Let's get back to the show. So Awen, you are you are at the entrance to this this room, and so looking in, you see that it's it's a small and, and circular. Um, it's it's a room that has no other means of entry except for that that secret door that you're you're standing just inside. Um, and carved into the middle of the stone floor, you see a teleportation circle. Sick. The ceiling above is made of glass as well, and you can see the lightning of the sky as dawn is emerging. Um, and it's, it's a good reminder in that moment. You, you have survived the night, 
um, and, and you are on the precipice of, of an escape. Um, and so you guys are welcome to check out the room, see what's in there. You can examine the circle. You tell me what you'd like to do. Yeah, I glance down. I, I look around the room and I glance down at the circle, I guess. Okay. Um, I'll have you do an arcana check for the circle. Cool. That is an eight. <laughs> oh, okay. man. Sick. You can see that this, this circle uh, is, is definitely, like, carved in there um, deep enough uh, to, like, you know, hold little recesses. And um, although a circle, there are four points in the circle that are, like, smaller ones, um, large enough to hold a single person standing. If anybody else would like to investigate the circle, if anybody else would like to look around the room, you guys can. Is the, did you say that the room is just the teleportation thing with the glass above it and the, on the ground? Or it's did, a circular it, room, and a smaller circle inside is the teleportation circle. But you do see that there are objects around the circle on the edge. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll look for any items of interest on the side. I know earlier there were the kind of like the prisoner's belongings. Maybe there's something of note in here, or maybe something that... Mercedes kept in here more information that might hint at where this leads. Yeah. Why don't you just roll a, a simple D20 for me? Oh, that was a natural 20. Ooh, <gasps> two okay, and so one. I know. You kind of, you, you go along the right hand side. And so you do see some, some um, items scattered along the floor. And so you see a shit ton of gold coins, about 4,000 GP worth. Whoa. What? Amazing. You see a pair of engraved bone dice. Cloth Jesus. of gold vestments. Cl- wait, vest? Are those clothes? I'm an idiot. What are like, think of what like, a, a, a priest wears, right? Okay. Just like, oh, yeah, kind of religious robes. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, a pile of bones. Ooh, not so bougie. And then a, a potion. And... Written onto the side, you see it is a potion of growth. Does it say drink me? Just Does it say you will grow three inches? <laughs> <laughs> I drink it immediately. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'll just, I'll just take those things. Kind of as they're examining that, I'll just kind of pocket it. Okay. Uh, so, Kimmy, would you roll a d20 for me? Oh, well, I got a seven, so I'm going to find dirt. I have a okay, pile so of bones over here you can play with. Your old playthings when you were growing up. <laughs> what a classic uh, joke. You see a large burlap sack, and it's filled with, uh, open it up, you see it's filled with weapons. Uh, specifically, you see a silver dagger, a rapier, a whip, and a two-handed hooked hammer. Two-handed hooked hammer? Yeah, let me type that in here. That That's... sounds like the hash-slinging slasher from SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> silver dagger. Got four thousand gold. Good lord, that's a lot. Of that's a ton of gold. Mm-hmm. It is a now. I can I can be rich again. I can be I can I can be of wealth again. Virtue, <laughs> you're, you're never rich. <laughs> true. You also true. you also see um kind of like as you're looking through there a a small sack of uh just gold coins pops out. We'll say it's about fifty um gold coins in there and attached to it you see in braided leather kind of just a, a, a tag on it and 
sewn into that braided leather tag, you see a set of familiar words and an inscription that says, My life belongs to my cash. And immediately these words catch your eye. And it, it, I don't know like how you would read it. Would you read it silently? Or would you read it kind of out loud? Penny is not a great reader, though not a bad reader. She had to kind of teach herself. So she's the kind of reader who kind of words everything, like whispers it to herself when she reads along with things. So she wouldn't like fully say it out loud, but she's like reading it kind of whispery to like mouthing it herself. Do we all see it? No. Um, but as you're, you're kind of reading it to yourself, you know, Charlie's been, been close by. And as you read it that loud, he said, Oi, that's Fagin's. That, that's Fagin's slogan, isn't it? In it. <laughs> Penny just loses, does the opposite of what normally starts about. She just loses all color. Just definitely just goes like very, very pale at hearing yeah. the name. I need you to do a wisdom saving throw for me. I can't be pale and pink all at once, Kate. Periwinkle. Periwinkle princess. 14. Okay. So yeah, you, you, it's high enough so that you, you, your pink doesn't spread. Um, you're like barely able to hold on, but you are. I still have like the forearms and the hands. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Awen, uh, would you also roll a d20 for me? I rolled a four. Okay. You, Your rolls have been a... fire tonight. <laughs> uh, you see a, a couple of things that are of value. So like a silver ewer. I think that's like a pitcher. And a small mirror set in painted wooden frame. So kind of like just valuables. Awesome. But t- tugging, on your, uh, tugging on your sleeve, uh, Penny, Charlie's like, this is what got us in here. He's working with them, Zero. Penny genuinely looks horrified at this. Just like looks over at Charlie, her eyes wide, just like, because she always thought she could escape this. She thought if she just went somewhere, this would all go away. And clearly Mm -hmm. it's not. They've been transferring goods to someone and this must have been the place. I think it just dawns on her that some of her work would have affected this as well. And she's just Mm -hmm. horrified. Yeah. And looking around like this is specifically the type of stuff that you would pilfer for him. Um, you know, coins, goods, but the fact that there are weaponry here. Also, I would. Would all three of you make an intelligence check for me? 21. Six. Six. Bertram, <laughs> Bertram, you, you start to consider wait. We saw them making all of that. The armor weaponry yeah. and the armor, but we're on an island, and then you see a teleportation circle here. Wait, does that does that have to do with something? We saw the the armory where they were building the weapons and with the forge and, and the armor. Are they using this to are supplies coming in for them to make these things, and then they're teleporting them out? Penny just horrified looks immediately to Val- uh, to Valentine. She scratches her head. It, it has to be. A, they mentioned a supplier, and, and if this is the type of, of circle that they're using, then this usually only has one destination. So whoever's on the other side is the one who's in charge of transporting these goods. Um, I, I just want to activate the teleport. 
I don't know if that's the right move storyline. That's why I'm like, I just want to like put it out there. Uh, but how, I feel how do you try? How do you try to activate it? Oh yeah, good point. Well, you're still probably in a terrible mood, right? Oh, I'm so mad. I'm so mad right now. Yeah, what do you do to try? Ah, uh, that's a great. I I think I don't know. I don't know teleport. Um, but I think I maybe I would have had some interaction with this like glyph rune teleportation stuff maybe um and so like i i guess like um maybe i maybe i push penny and bertram into the into the like respective circles and then i i stomp my foot down um on the on the middle rune and i like i cast prestidigitation or something like that i cast some magic to activate it the circle, the circle slightly glows, but then nothing happens. Penny just is immediately furious at Awen, and she yeah. like she's still holding the like tag that has Fagin's words on it. She's just like, "How dare you? How how dare? Ugh!" And just immediately storms backwards and is like, "We are finding a different way out of here. I ref- I refuse. I absolutely refuse." And then just tries to like get out of the room as quickly as possible. She said, "This is the way out." She said, "Get out of here, that dead vampire." All right, everyone, take a breath. Temperatures are, 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 are rising up in here. Let's calm down. We've all seen a lot of terrible things in here. I think if we are part of the, the Green Hoods, we might... Uh, it is our job to stop the spotted hand. Maybe some of us... But uh, we also have to rescue Crusoe and the map and the importance of that. Is there a way where maybe... Some of us split up, and some go back with the map and Crusoe to satisfy that, and, and maybe we can figure out where this goes and to continue stopping the spotted hand. Awen turns to Crusoe with a, with a deathly look, almost questioning, what say you? He just puts his hands up and like, whoa, like, I'm, I'm not saying anything right now, man. And before he can like actually answer you, you hear Charlie's plaintive voice say, Zero, we have to go back. We have to stop Fagin. He, he found another one just like you. He's, he's been worse. He's been worse this whole time. They found just a little boy. He, he, they call him Twist, but we, you don't want this to continue on. And if you keep running, Zero, it's just going to catch up with you. Please. Help us. Pen- is Penny out of the room or is she? No, I'm yeah. saying that my back is turned to Charlie, but I'm still standing there. I'm just like listening, but like shoulders hunched, like angry. Penny, what is he talking about? Sorry, I giggle whenever things get serious. Um, <laughs> and we use serious voices and I start giggling like it's class. Um, <laughs> Penny ignores Awen. Like, there's just too much. She can't deal. And she turns back to Charlie and she's like, why is this my problem? I almost got killed. Like, it was terrible. I got out of there. This is not my job. This is not my fault. The best thing I can do is just stay out of there. I thought you were our friend. I... <laughs> so she sorry. Almost, she, <coughs> she almost left you in your prison. <laughs> she almost left you in your cell. <laughs> None of us Sorry. chose that life. It, we were brought into it. Fine. If that's what you're going to choose, you do that. 
but you're going to be no better than him. I'm going to do the best I can and go back and try to free these kids. Penny, Penny turns, whips around. I can't remember. I think I actually, I did whip around before, so I want to do that. Penny had been looking at the ground when uh, Charlie spoke and then Penny looks Charlie in the eyes. It just narrows. It's just like, gosh, darn it, Charlie. You're always getting me into trouble. Uh, and then she just goes and stands in the middle of this world and says, someone send me before I change my mind. But yeah, she's tiny, so she's stomping and it's not, it's not that scary, <laughs> but she's trying. So, uh, yeah, we, so the two of you kind of are in the center of the circle. You hear Edmund's quiet voice sound out. It needs force to send. It needs what? I've seen one of these before. Four. It needs four people to send. Whatever objects or people you're sending, they stand in the middle. And then ease the power of four to stand in these smaller and send them out. I cannot go with you. I'm too weak and I need to make sure that I bring Crusoe and this map back. Valentine, you can also help us. We need the fourth person. Wait, I'm trying to understand. We're all three in there, right? Uh, I, yeah, so what he's explaining is you need, like, basically the life force of four people, or, you know, humanoids, or in this case, she probably was using death kisses or anything, but to activate this, to stand in those four smaller circles on the edge. And so whatever, or whoever, whomever is on the inside of this will then be transported. So all of you are not going to be able to go together. Um, you are having a, a point of separation here. and so. We have, so far, Valentine, um, Crusoe, and Edmund in three of the four spots. And Edmund reassuringly looks at the, th at, the, at the three of you. We will make it back and we will find another way out. I remember enough of this. Don't worry about us. Is, is Herman outside? Yes, Herman will be at the meeting point just outside. Okay, then they're, they're, then they're all right. They have Herman. And Millie. Crusoe, you need to come with us. That's the whole point of this whole shenanigans. No, Awen. We, we did that job, and the whole point was to break him out and to get him home. And that's what they're going to do. And now it looks like it's us three and Charlie who's going to guide us back to stop the spotted hand. So I think this is where we say goodbye to them, and we must go off. But you need a fourth person. Wait, it's us three and Charlie. What's the deal? There's four of us. No, you need four people on the outside to send you. Penny just oh, leaves Charlie. That's what I was confused. I thought you said there's four people must, tra must so go at Charlie. the same time. So just leave that's Charlie. what you I was confused. You need four people to send you. <laughs> it's a good way to burn all the NPCs. Fuck, man. All right. Well, that whole speech was just for not. Okay. I was confused. Yeah, no. I thought you were saying that four of us have to go and I was like us three and Charlie. Mm -hmm. Okay. Fucking Charlie can't go. You're off the this? island, Charlie. No. Damn. Penny, Penny just after Edmund says that, Penny just looks at Charlie and says, you don't want to get back into this. I don't want to get back into this, but it looks like I have to. Go, and then she, her eyes flutter to, to Crusoe and says, can you take care of him? Can you get him somewhere safe? Get him a green hood, whatever he wants. 
You got it. Crusoe. You got it. And then. Well, after the after ready. the rigorous therapy session and, and all that, we gotta make sure that he 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 passes with flying colors, of course. I wanna. I say, uh, Edmund. What did that note from Abifarius say? He said that the name of the Countess was Mercedes. He wasn't sure if it was the same one, but I had my doubts. Awen looks at him, um, doesn't smile, um, but just kind of nods a little bit. Crusoe. I, I make eyes. Is he looking at me? Yeah, of course he is. You said his name. All right. Fair, all right, fair point. It's an, it's, an audio, it's an audio medium, all right? It's kind of hard to get that thing yeah. across. His eyes swivel at you. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. A little showmanship, finally. <laughs> oh, jeez. Crusoe, get that map ready, that piece of the map ready, because we want to see that thing when we get back. It'll we have a ready. lot more questions about this book of law. But for now, we have to go slum it on the streets where Penelope grew up. So Valentine's going to reach in, and she's closest to you, Awen, and uh, she's going to squeeze your arm. Awen, let yourself just be. Wait and hope. That's all I can tell you. Just wait and hope. And without letting you respond, she immediately steps back into her smaller circle. And in unison, the four of them, you know, slam down their hands onto the glyphs um, on either side of their smaller circles. And the whole thing lights up. And within two heartbeats, the world around you seems to dissolve. And you are no longer in there, but kind of in an in-between space, waiting to see what the other side will bring. I think as it's like starting to light up and kind of glow, as we're about to get zapped away, I look to Charlie and say, Oh, why do you call her Zero? The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Oh, Martha, look, the new season is coming. Get the snacks ready. Okay, okay. In a dangerous new world. While we can see the helicopters coming in, it looks like the teams are arriving for this season of Soul Survivor. Live action role players will fight. I'm Sequoia. Just go. I'm Myrna. Grand chicken in. We agreed to just call me Sky. Name's Dale. I'm Cole. To Bill. I need the feathers for my arrows. Sequoia, maybe you need to grab some things. To outsmart. <gasps> oh my god. Wow. Well, look for us. Not again. To survive. No, don't, no. Facing Fate, Black Knight. Available at facingfate.com and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts beginning June 14th. I don't know if I want to live anymore. I just want it to end. Dragon's production.